0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Mark Stucheski podcast, the show that's all about helping you perform at an optimum level. I am Mr. Productivity, and it is my obsession in life to teach you how to be the most productive version of you. And one of the ways I do that is by inviting you to my next live training on Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern. We're going to be talking about technology and your productivity. If you'd like to register, click the link in the show notes or click the banner at my website, MrProductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, MrProductivity.com. On the show today, Janice Litvin. Now, we're going to be talking about wellness. We are going through a very interesting time in our world today, and we're going to give you some solid, simple strategies on how you Can take care of yourself during this critical time of our history. So here's my talk with Janice Litvin. Janice, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Mark.
0: Well, I am thrilled you're here, and as we were talking before I hit record, a little inside uh, podcast for the listener. We are recording this on July 28th, so it's the next day you're hearing this, but <laughs> this morning, about two hours ago here in Houston, it was blue skies, bright sunshine, and now it's a torrential downpour with cloudy skies, and even though this is an audio podcast, uh, I do a video broadcast with my guests so I can see them, Janice can't see me really well because it's really really dark outside right now and i just hope we don't lose power but uh i just like i like to have the listener here live it behind the scenes what's going on really uh they see the polished product but that's what's really going on behind the scenes
1: well that's what happens when you live in the in the tropics <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes it's uh it's really interesting it will be like i said blue skies and sunny we get a rainstorm and then blue skies and sunny and very humid when this blows through so I'm not looking forward to that. Fortunately, I shave my head every day, so I don't have to worry about uh, my hair being all frizzy. Isn't
1: it humid? Isn't that 100% humidity from March 1st till October 31st in ah, Houston? you're familiar <laughs> with Houston. Yes, yes, it is.
0: Um, I, I run every day between 6 and 6.30 in the morning, and I come home and it's like I took a shower. I am drenched right. because the humidity is 100%. Lucky days is like 98%. But when we get to like, October, November and I run in the morning. It's like 50 degrees with like low humidity. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like awesome. But I wouldn't want to live where there's, uh, where there's snow. I lived in Rochester, New York to 1997. I've had my share of blizzards and single digit temperatures and winter storm warnings and winter ice storm warnings. I don't miss that. I spent 33 years up there. So, I know what it's like, and I moved down here. We have a humidity and a heat, but I tell my friends up in New York, we don't have to shovel the heat or the humidity.
1: Right. right. All you need is good air conditioning. <laughs> yes. Now, if that
0: goes, it's an emergency. It's just like when, right. goes, uh, when the heat goes out when you're up north, it's a really bad thing. When the air conditioning goes down or if the power goes out, my goodness, it's a, a world of hurt.
1: It's a 911. <laughs>
0: yes, absolutely. How much do you, how much will I pay you to have you come here right now and restore my air conditioner? So.
1: Right. (laughs) Well, but we're going to
0: talk a lot about wellness today. Before we do that, why don't you spend about 20 seconds or so, Janice, tell us who
1: you are and what you do. Okay. Thank you, Mark. My name is Janice Litvin, as you said. I speak, train, facilitate about workplace wellness topics, primarily stress and burnout. As a matter of fact, and I'm sure you will share this with your listeners in the notes, I'm working on my first book called Banish Burnout Toolkit, which will be out in September. But uh, to give you a brief background, I came to the wellness world through group exercise. I had been a recruiter in technology for 20 years. Then we had the recession, as everybody who's listening knows, and I had to figure out what I was going to do. So I decided maybe I should get healthy, and I joined a gym, went to the gym, lost my weight, found Zumba Fitness, became a Zumba instructor, and that's what led me to wellness.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, we are dealing right now with a global zombie apocalypse pandemic, and a lot of people are working from home. And just a side note, I've watched enough of The Walking Dead that if you see a zombie, it's always a knife to the head. This, I want to let you know <laughs> that's how you take care of a zombie, but uh, you probably won't see one in this day and age. But we're, So we're going through this This pandemic and a lot of people are working from home. And what I, what I see a lot of people in my clients and on social media is a lot of people are struggling because they used to go to work and have a structure. They go to work eight to five. They have to commute, take a lunch break, go to meetings. Now they're from home, working from home. They may be furloughed. Maybe they're working remotely. And I don't think people are really paying attention to wellness. And because workplace wellness still affects the people working from home. So let's right. talk about the wellness of people who are actually working remotely.
1: So, this, I'm glad you brought this up. It's a very huge uh, issue right now because people are a little bit, like you say, they're shaken out of their normal. We now it's been since mid March. So it's about four months. People do have a rhythm. However, the, one of the big problems for many, many Americans was working from home and schooling their children from home. So suddenly, they had this computer box in front of them, and then they had their children running in and out and then trying to get them set up with their schoolwork. So that was double trouble. And the number one thing I recommended when peop- when this all first came up for managers is to be aware of what your employees are dealing with. Yes, they have children at home. You're going to have to deal with it. That's, they can't just put their children in a room, close their door, <laughs> throw in some, uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner every four hours and say, be quiet. I'm working. That's not realistic. So it's, it's incumbent upon the managers and it always is, but especially now to really be aware of what your employees are dealing with and in your zoom meetings of which I know there are many to actually ask your, it's so simple. But so many people are not doing this. What are you dealing with today? How are you doing? How are you feeling? If you're not able to get your 100% productivity, don't worry about it. We know you're struggling with all your responsibilities. It's all going to be okay. So a manager who can be truly, truly empathetic and really acknowledge what their employees are going through verbally and and give them the the support that they need to get through their day.
0: I would also add that with so many people doing zoom meetings and you're working from home and there's other human beings, there's animals running around, you know, don't try to be all professorial, to be all, prof- you know, professional looking. People understand you work from home. They understand the dog may start barking. We have a 40 pound pupper at our house. And if she sees something walk out in the front of our yard, you'll be able to hear it on the microphone because she's got a big barrel <laughs> chest. And you know what? I used to worry about stuff like that, but you know, that's life. And I think right. people got to realize you're not in the work environment. You wouldn't bring your dog to work and your kids to work. Okay. You work from home. Things are going to happen. People are going to be understanding. And I think it's causing a lot of stress because people go, what's my boss going to think? What are my coworkers going to right. think? They're dealing with the same
1: thing you are. Right, right. The boss is there too. <clears throat> That's exactly right. So the two things that I recommend is communicate mm. and listen. Be a really good listener and a really good communicator. And give everybody the space to say, oh my gosh, My son threw a tantrum today because he didn't want to do his homework. Okay, fine. And actually, uh, my son, who's 26, uh, leads a basketball program from Zoom now, and that's been going on uh, not the almost the whole time. So twice a day, he's leading workouts for the kids because they need exercise. Mm. And he said there was then they, as you probably know, when things began to open up, and I know Texas was first (laughs) that. that they could now meet face to face in camps with a lot of restrictions. And there was one child he noticed was struggling and didn't want to participate. And he asked the parent, what's Johnny or whatever his name is? is what's going on with him today? And he said, he's really, really struggling with being cooped up. And it never occurred to me how impactful this would be on the children. Mm that they miss their friends. They miss being able to run into the neighborhood however they want. They don't want to wear a mask. They don't want to have to wash. The kids hate to wash their hands anyway. They don't want to have to wash their hands every two seconds. And they don't care about social distancing. They just want to go outside and have fun. And so to be restricted, can you imagine the impact on the children?
0: Mm. You know, it's funny you mentioned washing your hands. I remember when COVID, you know, first started hitting the United States back in March. And then all the doctors are saying, you know, you got to wash your hands. And then people are asking, acting like this is like some miracle cure. And I'm like, you haven't been washing your hands all these years. (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? I mean, that, that really, uh, out of everything that's happened with COVID, that is the thing that struck me the most that people thought washing your hands is the secret. I'm like, you should have been washing your hands since you're old enough to wash your hands before that your parents do it for you. So I just thought that was very interesting that people thought that was some kind of uh, a miracle breakthrough.
1: Well, I think the difference for a lot of people was that you, if you go to the grocery store, you need to wash your hands immediately because you don't know what you touched that somebody else touched and nobody knows how well the virus can spread on inanimate objects. And so I think that was the the big thing is reminding people to wash their hands Plus, they've been touching doorknobs mm-hmm. uh, if they have gone to stores like grocery stores and essential stores, yeah, and it's so not just
0: was- it's not just covid nineteen. You should have been doing right, that right. all along. Again, right, you come home right. from a strange place, you touch strange doorknobs, you went to right. strange restaurants, you don't know what was the, So it's not just a COVID thing. So many people are making this a COVID right. thing. It's right. like, you don't know who touched that doorknob last. You go back a year, <laughs> two years, three years, four years, you have no idea. But we just thought, well, until COVID, everything was safe. No, there's been viruses and bacteria floating around since the beginning of right. time.
1: Right, and people, I, I I've heard that many people don't wash their hands in the bathroom. I'm like, mm. why aren't you washing your hands? <laughs> Reminds me of a Seinfeld episode.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen Seinfeld in oh. years. So what, what episode are you referring to? <laughs>
1: that was when Jerry was in a restaurant with where his girlfriend's father was making pizza and the father came in and and went to the bathroom and didn't wash his hands. And Jerry was so persnickety about cleanliness. So (laughs) then he didn't want to taste anything the guy had made. So it was very funny.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. So (laughs) now on workplace wellness, one of the things I've been a big proponent on is you got to move. One of the, one of the things I love is I went out and purchased an Apple watch a couple years ago. I love my Apple watch because it forces you to do three things. It forces you to move, You got to move because we're used to sitting in front of the computer with our head down and typing. The body needs to move. Okay. So we need to move. We need to stand at least once an hour. Again, we're in front of the computer all the time. And then we need to exercise. A lot of people are not exercising. Now I run every day. Maybe you walk the dog. Maybe you do Zumba. Is that
1: what it is? Yes, okay. I do Zoom, but...
0: Okay, maybe, yeah. maybe you swim, maybe you go for a bike ride, maybe you go for a hike, but you need to move every day. You need to stand at least once an hour. You need to exercise because that is a critical component of your wellness, obviously.
1: Obviously, yes, very important. Uh, there's uh, many people, many of your listeners have read or heard of all the studies that saying moving creates health and wealth, f- physical wealth, and possibly the other kind of wealth. Mm -hmm. But um, the thing that I want to point out is that there are two kinds of movement exercise and neat and neat stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that's a big way of saying you need to move more. Like you Mm -hmm. said, stand up at your desk, walk, go get a bottle of water. Then you have to get up Mm -hmm. sooner. When you do get back to work, go chat with somebody on the other side of the building rather than texting and emailing, get up, go for walks, get out in the sunshine. And I'm writing a whole thing about being in the sun, which is also very healthy. And um, you need to move more, take the stairs, walk, park farther from the entrance. Yes. There's all these tricks that, and little things that keep you moving more, including being inefficient when you're gardening cleaning the house, doing laundry. Instead of taking a big basket around the house and throwing all the children's toys in it, walk back and forth. It'll take longer, but you'll get more steps. Yes. And your Apple Watch will be happy.
0: Yes. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is the whole a lot of people don't realize this 10,000 step is just a a guideline cuz you know, it, it's not magical and, and it it does matter what kind of steps you're taking. So if you're taking steps from your office to go get the, a pint of ice cream, eh. It's more like walking up the stairs or walking from the far parking spot. I think people are like, okay, I, just, I hear it all the time. I got to get my 10,000 steps. Like, dude, why don't you go for a walk, like a brisk walk or maybe a run or maybe go do some yoga? Do, do, it's not just the steps. People are focused. Right. Like when Malcolm right. Gladwell talked about the 10,000 hours, they're focused on 10,000 hours. Like if they get 10,000 hours of something done, then they're going to be a quadrillionaire. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's, it's the right it's kind of action.
1: Right. Right. And so um, there's so much research that proves what that backs up what you're saying, which is, and I believe this truly, I'm not a scientist, I've studied a little bit of science and exercise science. But I strongly believe that people who get their heart rate, at least at a moderate intensity level, which means you can still hold a conversation. You might get a little breathy, but you can hold your conversation while you're hiking up a hill, like you say, instead of just walking. What's happening is your heart is pumping more blood. The blood is the genesis of the cells, so you're regenerating. So right away, you're creating more youth for yourself, so to speak. And I believe that people who make exercise a priority will live longer, will fight off diseases better, the immune system, the health of the blood itself, the arteries, the muscles, the tissues, the ligaments, everything is happier when it gets more fresh, beautiful, oxygenated blood.
0: And it's funny you bring that up because I was looking for a new book to listen to on my daily runs a couple of days ago. And I came across a book. It was a bestseller book. It's called Breath. It's a yellow cover and it's all about breathing. And I'm like, huh, okay, I'm going to listen to this book. And as I started listening to it, 90% of the people they estimate are breathing wrong. We're mouth breathers. We're supposed to be nose um, breathers because yeah. the nose is an incredible organ. It, it actually filters the stuff you're right. breathing in. It's got mucous right. membranes. It's got those little hairs. I can never remember the name of it warms the air. And so I'm one of these people. I'm like, I'm just going to try something new. I mean, I don't, I don't wait and prepare myself. Like when I went vegetarian in November, 2019, I decided I'm going vegetarian. I didn't wait a couple of weeks I just did it. So the other day I'm like, okay, I'm going to run. Just being a nose breather. Okay. This is crazy. I run 30 minutes every single day and I'm going to like, okay, I'm going to see what happens. So I just decided to go running and just breathing through my nose. And you know what? In the beginning, it was kind of like my mind's going, okay, we're not getting enough oxygen, but it actually was getting plenty of oxygen. When I finished, I noticed I wasn't panting. I was. Oh, Oh, because you're controlling because the, the, the body's getting the oxygen it needs because apparently when you breathe through your nose, you use the whole lung capacity, the diaphragm and everything. When you're a mouth breather, you're only breathing as a chest breathing. You need to be a belly breather. And the book is fascinating. <laughs> I highly recommend you get it from Amazon or Audible, whatever the case may be. Incredible book. But what they're finding out is that people who have become nose breathers, maybe they can lower blood pressure, uh, ADHD, all these other things because we're mouth breathers. And right. and you if you walk around and most people are mouth breathers And to change from being a mouth breather to a nose breather, it's nothing magical. You just have to pay attention to what you're doing. And I find if I spend more time breathing through my nose, I actually feel better. I don't have headaches, I don't have body aches. It's amazing. So you don't have to go get a you don't have to get a drug or go to special you know, try just breathing through your nose. And it's amazing because uh, I highly recommend the book. There's no affiliate link. Go get the book. It'll blow your mind because people have been breathing the wrong way. And if you're a Christian like I am, in the beginning, God breathed into Adam's nostrils, not his mouth. Maybe there's something to that. I'm just saying. <laughs> right?
1: Wow. I had never heard that before. Did you know, In res- uh, and I want to add to what you were saying, when you're... Get to a moderate or high intensity level. Your diaphragm actually changes shape oh. to support because it's a, it's supports the breathing muscles. So you're not just panting, but you're actually support. Like you said, you're actually supporting the whole breathing mechanism, which includes the diaphragm.
0: But if you, according to the author, if you're a mouth breather, you're only using the top part of your chest. And so you're not right. getting those deep breaths, which is very interesting. Um, so See? that's, it has a lot to do with wellness. Now, I've only discovered that literally in the last three, four days. So this is January, uh, July 29th, like July 25th, I started reading the book or listening to the book. So it's brand new information for me. And I'm like, wow. So my wife and I are practicing mouth breathing. When you're, when, I'm sorry, nose breathing. When you're when you're a nose breather, <laughs> guess what? You, you keep your mouth closed. So maybe you can listen to right. people talk.
1: <laughs> right. right. And to segue what you're talking about into mental health, because we've really been focusing on the physical health, mm-hmm. in the first tool of my Banished Burnout Toolkit, I talk about a method that was invented by Jon Kabat-Zinn, who is considered the father of modern day mindfulness and meditation is the stop method. So when a stressful event or incident happens, if you can stop, which stands for stop, take a breath, observe, and then proceed. Mm. So I add the, for me, stop, take a breath is what you're talking about. Take that inhalation, that huge through the nose inhalation. It actually calms the whole central nervous system because yep. when we're upset, we're up here in our emotions, the amygdala, the which is back here in the fear center of the brain, starts to run, 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 run. <laughs> when you take that deep calming <clears throat> inhalation, you actually bring calm to the entire mind and body through the central nervous system. Mm. And then you can engage the prefrontal cortex, the, brain, the the boss of the body, the executive functioning part of the brain. And you can say to yourself, does this incident require me to explode at this poor person working in the store or whoever Mm -hmm. it is you're angry at or the other driver traffic is horrible. It's a pain in the neck, but do you have to scream and yell to yourself inside the car? First of all, the other person's never going to hear you. (laughs) It doesn't do anything, but it upsets you. And so if you can remind yourself to stop and I, take readers through a specific process of teaching them how to grab control of their emotions and stop so that they can then choose how to react to a situation.
0: That is so key. I remember one of the apps that comes with the Apple Watch is called Breathe. And I remember joking with my wife when I first first got her Apple Watch. I'm like, I know how to breathe. Why do I need something to remind me? But when I started using it, the one-minute breathe if you just close your eyes and you just breathe deeply, right. that one minute, and everybody's got a minute. You have a minute. It'll right. change your entire body. Right. And, and and people say, I don't have time to meditate. Well, you got a minute. Yeah. You got a minute. Exactly. And the key is you gotta close your you gotta close your eyes. Because a lot of people, what they're doing is they're looking around, and no, close your eyes, don't think about anything, just breathe deeply for one minute. You don't have to have an Apple Watch, you can right. just set a timer, <laughs> so don't use that as an excuse, but deep breathing is powerful. And you can go back to the the ancients, and they used to breathe deeply, and that's right. one of the things they did to stay healthy. I think we get in this habit where, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Listen, if you don't take care of your body, also known as self-awareness, if you don't yes. take care of your body, it's going to deteriorate and eventually collapse. So you better be proactive and take care of yourself.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you'll be more productive.
0: Yes. Oh, I (laughs) love that. Music to my ears.
1: (laughs) Your topic. (laughs) Yes.
0: So what are some other ways that people can start becoming uh, more well Today, whether they're going to work among the pandemic or they're working from home, what are some simple things they can do today to become better?
1: Well, you you said the magic word a moment ago, and I don't even know if you realized it. And that is awareness. Awareness is the first part of the emotional intelligence Mm. picture. And it's at the top. If I were to draw a a triangle, awareness would be at the top. Or at the bottom, as the case may be, depending on how you look at things. Mm-hmm. And so the breathing brings you awareness. The stop process brings you awareness. Being aware, how many times did I get up out of my desk today? How many times did I take a deep breath? I'm not saying track it in a book or on an app. I'm just saying be aware of yourself. Be aware of how you talk to the other people in the family or mm-hmm. your, if you're a manager of the workers or your co-workers.
0: Okay, that was fun, Janet. Um, the uh, internet just decided to blip on me, and so my computer went, ah! So uh, <laughs> my listener has no idea what just happened, but um, I was freaking out over here. I had to reboot the computer, but we're back, and we were talking about awareness. You were talking about awareness, especially of leaders and to their teammates, and we also talked about awareness for family members. So Pick up your thought if you can remember where you were talking about from there.
1: I do remember. And what I was saying was, I was about to tell you a short vignette. Thank you for that. Uh, when my son was maybe, my son is very intuitive. And I know this podcast is not about him, but he's had a huge impact on my life as an adult. And one of the things he taught me was when you go to a store, a restaurant, the grocery store, whatever, say to the person behind the counter, How's your day going? Mm. Don't just expect because they're the server that they have to be nice to you. What if you were nice to them? They'll feel better. It'll make their day that someone smiled and say, Hey, how's it going? I know your work. You've been on your feet all day and you have now during the pandemic, you have to work behind this weird plexiglass gate and we're separated. But how's everything going? I bet you're, you're struggling too, or some, some kind of attitude that you care about them. Not only does it make them feel better, it'll make you feel better because you've spread good cheer to other people.
0: Mm, I love that. So be
1: aware, be aware of yourself, be aware of how you talk to people, be aware, especially your family and your friends. I know during the pandemic, we're all getting a little irritated with the situation. Unfortunately, we take that out on the people around us. Remember to smile and say, I love you. I can see you're working hard. Thanks for mowing the lawn. Thanks for taking, whatever it is, start thanking people and showing gratitude and think about things to be grateful for for yourself. Mm -hmm. Last night we were sitting at the dinner table and we have a no phone policy at the dinner table, of course. And I said, so what's the best thing that happened to everybody today? And each person was able to bring up something happy and positive. And it kicked off a really wonderful conversation.
0: Nice. Need to to do more of that. So I really appreciate you bringing it out. So I really appreciate you being on the show today. Where can we (laughs) find more about you online to find out about your upcoming book? Tell us more about
1: that. Okay. So my website is JaniceLitvin.com. L-I-T-V, like watch TV. I-N-W-W-W dot JaniceLitvin.com. There's a page there that says book. JaniceLiffitt.com slash book. And actually, people can download the earliest version of the book for free if they go to BanishBurnoutToolkit.com. BanishBurnoutToolkit.com. They can download the free version and or they can wait until September and get the most recent version.
0: Nice. Well, I, I want to tell you that this is a very, uh very important topic we talked about today. Self-awareness, your wellness really matters because when you fly, they always tell you, put your oxygen mask on first so you <laughs> right. can help other people. So if you're not taking care of yourself... You can't take care of your loved ones, your teammates, your customers. (laughs) So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Uh, You gave us a lot. I mean, a lot to do. And as I tell my audience, hey, listen, don't try to do everything. Just pick out something that resonated with you and go do it. And I can tell you it's going to make a difference in your life. So thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: My pleasure. But more importantly, thank you.
0: And just before we go, don't forget to register for my next live training Friday, August 14th at noon Eastern, Technology and Your Productivity. You can register by clicking the link in the show notes or the banner of my website mrproductivity.com m i s t e r mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, take care of yourself and go Be productive.